0: SECTION 3 OF BIRDS AND NATURE, VOLUME 10, NUMBER 4, NOVEMBER 1901. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDING BY Tavarish. THE ANNUAL NOVEMBER CONFERENCE OCTOBER HAD GONE. IN NORTH-CENTRAL ILLINOIS MANY TREES HAD LOST ALL THEIR gaily colored LEAVES, others were fast becoming bare with the exception of a few goldenrod and aster blooms the splendid autumn flowers were buried in banks of dead leaves the sun cast daily smaller shadows only once in a while could the tree sparrow capture a belated beetle the quiet of the woods was broken by the busy little mr squirrel gathering his winter's nuts The pecking of woodpecker brothers and company was busily kept up, but most of the sweet-voiced birds had gone south. The merry voices of gay nutting parties were drowned in the rustling of dry leaves. Even Mrs. Chipmunk was startled if she heard before she saw her own Mr. Chipmunk coming toward her. The woods seemed almost lifeless. Missing the bustling, restless life of their active summer neighbors, the birds still in the forest were beginning to feel lonesome. Some were loath to leave their homes and familiar places. Others, who were touched with a desire to join the rovers, were unwilling to forsake their old friends when skies were so dark and days so dreary. Finally, they agreed to call a mass-meeting, to see if they could agree to all go or to all stay together. Then arose the question of how to get word to all the birds. Although he knew that he was out of tune, cheerful yellow-breasted Mr. Meadowlark said that he would do his best at whistling through the meadows for the purpose of letting his neighbours know of the meeting. Mr. Bob White agreed that instead of always calling his own name, he would go through the fields and along the edges of the timber where he was best known, calling his comrades. Mr. Blue Jay, Mr. Black Crow, and Mr. Black-capped Chickadee, who are always in voice, were urged to help. Mr. Crow was asked if he could call come instead of caw upon making a trial he found that he could since he has no fear either in the fields or near the towns he was sent to scour the country round about mr chickadee who keeps a summer cottage in the thick woods was asked to see that all the timber birds were called as the season was daily growing more cheerless and as it was feared that some birds might not promptly obey the summons The fearless, fighting Mr. J. was told to arrest all heedless or laggard birds. As this command just suited Officer J., he started off in high spirits. Having no patrol wagon at his call, he took along Mr. Chicken Hawk, to help him manage those who must be brought by force. Although they said that they were anxious to have all the birds present, the woodpecker brothers and their partner mr nuthatch said that they could not drop their work to roam over the state but that they would help by pecking and pounding as noisily as they could so that the gathering birds might know in just which timber to alight at last the day for the meeting came the sky was sunny but the air was chill it was about the middle of november and the days were growing shorter and shorter. You would be surprised to know how many different birds were present. The great strong Mr. Bald Eagle was chosen to conduct the meeting. This he did in good style. He told the object of the meeting in a little speech. Neighbors, friends, and relations,' he said, "'we have come together to discuss a very important matter.' spring came with all its beauties fresh promises of life and new chances warmed with renewed vigour we began our year's work with great vim you all know how hard every one of us has worked in building a home and rearing a family summer with its plenty has passed and our children are grown shall we join those of our old neighbours who have already left for other homes in the sunny southland or shall we face the winter's storm and cold here let us hear from everyone present which shall we do as everyone waited for someone else to speak first it was as quiet as quaker meeting after waiting a while as jolly mr robin is so well known and liked chairman eagle called upon him robin replied my summer in illinois has been a pleasant one here are many fond ties wife and i had a cosy home in which we have raised four of our five children they are now happily flying about we have but one sorrow a cruel stone from a slingshot killed our other baby here mrs robin cried so that he could not go on until he pulled out his handkerchief and wiped his eyes her cousins mrs thrush and mrs bluebird tried to quiet mrs robin by fanning her and holding some smelling-salts to her nose choking back a lump in his throat mr robin went on talking we have found strawberries mulberries cherries and other fruits in plenty and have never lacked for insects that are our reliance for food but winter with ice and snow is coming jack frost has already been here and has driven away most of our bugs and worms our bills are not strong enough to crack nuts wild berries which we can eat are almost gone unless the kind children scatter us plenty of crumbs if it freezes so hard that we can get no more insects sorry as we are to leave we must go to a warmer country but we will go no farther than we must and will return as soon as we can we remember that last year in december there was a spell warm enough for bugs to creep out and we came back for a five days visit we prefer to remain if we can get a living this started them all to talking and they had to be called to order singer bluebird said that he like the robins cannot do without his bugs and worms and must go where he can get them or starve mr quail who likes to be called bob white said my dear plain little wife and my children very much prefer bugs we are all so fond of them that we relish even potato beetles Yes, in winter time, unless they are covered by a deep snow, we can find grains, weed-seed, and other things which will keep us from starving. In that case, we can go to the poultry-yard and eat with the chickens. We fear freezing most. After all the good work which we do for the farmer, he might well afford to provide us a shelter, but it is to be supposed that he does not think of it. However, we will risk staying here two chums mr crow blackbird and mr red-winged blackbird who had been driven from a marshy place by blue jay sat side by side on the same limb and were having fine sport making faces and winking at each other while the speeches were being made both can help the farmer mr c blackbird can eat mice and the scattered corn kernels mr r w blackbird can pick smartweed ragweed and other weed seeds yet both declared that they could not get along without insects and they did not mean to try down south said mr r w if insects are scarce there are plump rice kernels which taste better than old weed seed up spoke mr common crow I would not be so particular i teach my children to eat corn and mice and we can find both around the corn-crib and we can always find a frozen apple in the orchard or some potatoes or turnips in the garden or a forgotten pumpkin in the field these taste very good if we are very hungry we can pick up dead rabbits and birds We will stay so as to be here when the farmer begins his spring work. We are not afraid of his scarecrows. They never hurt us. We help the farmer so much that he will surely let us get a living around the farm. He will never miss what we eat. A pair of turtle doves on a limb of a neighboring tree softly sang Coo, coo, we will stay too. There were several of the woodpeckers present the little black-and-white one, with red patches on the sides of his neck, who is called Downy Woodpecker, tried to speak for the whole family. We all must have our insects. God has given us long, strong bills so we can peck holes in the wood in which bugs and grubs are hidden. Sometimes merely our tapping charms them so that they crawl out for us. If they do not, we can run out our long tongues and catch those beyond the reach of our bills his big red-headed brother went on oh yes we can find enough to eat i can leave the trees for hunting places for the rest of the family there is plenty of food good enough for me in fence posts and telegraph poles besides i can eat cedar berries nuts and other things no need for me to go off on a tramp in search of food (laughs) ha ha chuckled he i have already begun to lay aside for winter you'll not catch me starving here i know just where to find knot-holes cracks in railroad tires loose pieces of bark and loose shingles on houses which hold a good supply of beech nuts and acorns if i find an apple on the tree i can bore into it for the seeds then there are choice beds to be found around the cowsheds and barns we have no thought of going away the pair of turtle doves nestled closer together and again sang coo coo we will stay too everybody smiled at their loving peace of mind i have already begun to hollow out a hole in the high tree for my winter home said the downy woodpecker So have I, said the pretty golden-winged woodpecker, who is nicknamed High Hole, and it is in a place that just suits me in the tip-top of a very tall tree. Mr. Nuthatch rose to his feet. I, too, hammer into cracks and holes such things as sunflower seeds, corn, and nuts for winter use. Mr. Chickadee and I have agreed to work together. I hunt only on the trunks and larger limbs, leaving the smaller branches for friend Chickadee. If he cannot find quite enough, he knows how to hunt around houses. Children who see him only when snow is on the ground call him Snowbird and sometimes kindly throw him crumbs. I can eat buds of some trees and seeds too, added Mr. Chickadee. Just then, a northern shrike alighted in their midst. In an instant there was a flutter of great alarm. The cool-headed chairman bade everybody to sit still, and he would see to it that nobody was hurt. Because of his cruelty, you know, the Shrike is often called Mr. Butcher Bird. He catches other birds, which he hangs on great thorns, while he tears and eats their flesh. Even the English sparrows are afraid of him chairman eagle explained the purpose of their meeting and mr shrike promised to hurt no one looking around he said i have just come from my summer home in the north to spend the winter with you i see gay little winter wren hopping around as soon as there comes a northern snowfall heavy enough to cover the weed seeds there mr and mrs snow bunting will join us how glad we will be to see them glad to see them Chattered happy chickadee. We will have a jolly game of snowball, chickadee dee dee dat a day. And he hopped along and around a branch, one of the most light-hearted creatures leaving. Mister English sparrow wished to say something. Our oh, flock can always find a warm place and something. Just then, a hoarse voice was heard calling, "Who, who, who, who are you?" As the feathered people must ever be on the alert to protect their lives in a second all was quiet as the grave thinking that some better-dressed bird only meant to make fun of him and his many wives mr english sparrow flew into a passion and began to pull off his coat mr eagle told the crowd that there was no need of a scare that said he is only mr bard owl in our tree he has been roused by our talking put on your coat foolish mr sparrow mr jay could not let slip the chance to twit his neighbour (laughs) ha ha said he you had better get enough more wives to teach you how to behave yourself. everyone looked around laughing thinking that night had come and that his friends from the next timber had come to make a call mr owl again broke out (laughs) he (laughs) he 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 He! ha 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 mr english sparrow was vexed and ashamed but being afraid to get into a fight he flew off As it was getting late in the day, the chairman said that the meeting must close. It is useless to talk longer, said he. It is plain that our pretty meadow larks and other insect eating birds must move or starve. We shall be very sorry to see them leave, and hope to meet them again on their return next spring. They are needed at the south. May God speed their journey but some of us must remain or shirk our duty the turkey buzzards and their helpers must be here to clean up the fields and groves and to clear away dead things washed ashore if these things are not done the foul air next spring may make much sickness woodpeckers must keep at their work or plants will suffer next summer Those who can eat seeds must be active, or the farmers will not be able to keep down the weeds. Grouse, jay, waxwing, and others who can manage berries and nuts must not leave, or in a few years trees and underbrush will be so thick that there will not be room for them to branch out. Even our hated Mr. English Sparrow is needed to pick up droppings in the street and waste around houses. We are all needed, each to do his own bit of work in his own place and way. Although that may not be just what we prefer, may we all do our duty just as cheerfully as man's friend Mr. Turkey Buzzard does his unpleasant tasks. Loveday, Almira Nelson. End of section three.